Happy holidays, everybody. Hope everyone's had some safe travels. Might be listening to this podcast, actually, while you're in your car, on your way, maybe, to some family, saying hi, watching some Turkey Day football. We've got three really good Thanksgiving Day games on Thursday to preview and make picks for, and three more games to finish out the rest of our six-pack of picks for Week 12 Coming up on today's Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson. Thanks for making us your first listen every day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are extremely thankful for all of you listeners all season long. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash NFL. Matt, when it comes to Thursdays, we're going to preview these Thanksgiving Day games here, and there's three of them, and then three more from Sunday. When it when it's for me, it's nine. It's early, so it's nine thirty a.m. is when mm-hmm. the first game's going to hit, and it's those Detroit Lions once again on a Thanksgiving Thursday. They're going to host the Buffalo Bills for you. Uh, it's noon and a half or so on the uh, East Coast, the Eastern Time Zone. There, um, if you are indeed staying in that time zone for. The holiday, what is it like for you on a Thursday? At what point do you just kick up the feet? Or is it a, I wake up, roll out of bed, keep the slippers on, kick up the feet, and stay there for about nine hours? Um, Sort of all the above. My family is very accommodating to my job that I... It's a work day. I I always love to use that too. Hey, sorry, uh, honey, I'm going to be working uh, all day right here in in the middle of the couch. Yeah, I mean, as a rule of thumb, assuming the Steelers don't play, if the Steelers play, then screws up everyone's holiday and nobody's happy with me because I just screw it all up. Uh, but I usually watch the early one here at home, and my mom and dad live close, go 15 minutes down the road after that game or when it's basically in hand, take my laptop, park it right next to my dad. He has two big lazy boys. He sits in one, I sit in the other. Usually there's wine or bourbon involved sitting there chilling and kids running around and all that, but I'm paying pretty strict attention to the game. Um, Dinner is usually halftime of that game. My mom, of course, correlates it very well. And if I miss a snap at the end of the second half or the beginning of the third quarter or the second quarter or beginning of the third quarter, so be it. Um, And then I park my butt back down and DVR the night game and usually I'm home by kickoff but if not I watch that one when I'm home alone here at 10 a.m 10 p.m or whatever with a big old belly full of turkey and try to stay awake exactly yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the way it hits on the west coast there's that nice and the, there is a nice little bit of time between each game so you get a little uh, late breakfast and then early mm-hmm. dinner kind of situation is usually what you do so you're kind of just kind of eating stuff finding what's going on uh i'll be at my in-laws all day long you know after the early game you really start finding look roaming around the kitchen a little bit and then before that late game is when the real dinner happens and then you're full and having a little beverage and enjoying the the evening game is, is the way things will be going over here uh 
in my family and it's always a lot of fun and hopefully maybe even get outside the kids are really young in this generation in, in our family too so i can't wait to quarterback be dad qb for those turkey bowl games ah, nice. still a little bit young you know still a little bit young to really do the full turkey bowl stuff uh but i think very soon the next few years you're gonna start to get a lot more fun a lot more competitive and, and getting out and doing some real turkey bowl action so are we talking a Nerf ball or are we talking like a, a small mini football? Yeah, right now it's definitely small mini Nerf ball and maybe not yeah. even really a game. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mess Run around and catch ball. Hard. Yeah, exactly. It's great. Um, Bill's Lions, how do you like this one? Obviously big um, underdogs are those home Lions. Nine and a half points. points is how many the Buffalo Bills on the road are giving up for the early game on Thursday. It's a tough one. I mean, Buffalo – has had a lot of stuff going on with the blizzard and getting even to their cars to get to Detroit to play the Browns. And then they turn around and go home, see their families a little, see what damage is done or whatever. And then they got to drive right back or go right back to Detroit. Um, the Lions are playing well. They've won three in a row. I, I think this is a stiff test for the Bills to cover. I definitely am going to pick them to win. But I like where the Lions' offense has been lately. Their line's playing really well. Penny Sewell looks one of the, like the best tackles in the league, like we thought he could be coming out of Oregon. Defense is rough, but showing signs of life. Can the Bills maintain an elite level to cover this spread on such circumstances? I say yes. I'll lay I the thought the biggest over or biggest over under 54 points uh, mm-hmm. of the entire weekend. And you got to think this is one that could even still go over that. Uh, I look for a lot of fireworks, a lot of offense in this one, which makes it a little bit easier for the bills to get up to a 10 point lead. If there's just going to be that much offense, but I haven't impressed, you know, three game winning streak here for the Detroit lions. So yeah, not bad there. This might be where that streak ends. So give me Buffalo and I'll give up the nine and a half. I think the bills can win this one by 10 and just uh, have a little bit of fun on offense and, and get pretty right there. Yeah, and one thing that worries me a little about the spread, just kind of watching their last game, they ran the ball a lot, you know, and and if they're going to shorten the game a little, make things a little easier on themselves, and I think Cook's starting to quietly emerge in the second-round pick that might make it hard to cover if they become a little more run-heavy than we become accustomed to, but I'm still going to lay the points. And, you know, this is a – Thursday road game, which can be right, right. So nine and a half is a lot of points for a road Thursday team, even though we've seen some road Thursday teams recently play pretty well. Um, so I, I would not fight you if you said, yeah, this is just smart to bet the to take the points for that home dog on a Thursday. I just don't like the Lions against the Bills. I mean, nine out of 10 times, you're going to give me 10 points at home on a Thursday night or Thursday morning in this case yeah. or noon. You should take it. So I probably won't touch it. The New York Giants and the Dallas Cowboys, the New England Patriots and the Minnesota Vikings are the other two Thursday games. And then our other three games from Sunday to complete our six pack on today's program. There is the Cincinnati Bengals, which I believe is the only matchup on Sunday that has two teams above 500 playing each other. Uh, The Philadelphia Eagles are hosting the Packers on Sunday night football and how about some playoff implications between the falcons and the commanders in the nfc potentially we'll get to those games coming up next this episode of peacock and williamson is sponsored by BetterHelp online therapy unfortunately life does not come with a user manual so when it's not working out for you it's normal to feel a little bit stuck and uh, i know i've felt stuck and therapy can help you get out of that sticky situation just even the weekly check-in and make sure you're hitting 
the the things you need to hit weekly in your life to put yourself in a better spot to get unstuck. You know, your own coping skills and getting out of your own problems is is so important in life. And therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and learn productive coping skills, which makes therapy the closest thing to a guided tour of the complex engine called you. BetterHelp has connected over 3 million people with licensed therapists. It's convenient, secure, and accessible anywhere, 100% online. A lot less expensive, too, than traditional therapy, in-person therapy. And it can be done on your time in any way you want, video chats or emails, and, and however you want to meet with your therapist, that can be accommodated. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. And if you don't like the therapist you get connected with, you can change that very simply. Couldn't be more convenient, more accessible, and more affordable. So get unstuck with BetterHelp. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash locked on. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on. Thanks again, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen today. For your second listen, make sure you check out everything else that the Locked On Podcast Network has to offer. Your team is covered. And Locked On Sports today covers the games that matter the most. The biggest stories in all of sports go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Here we go. Thursday afternoon football here after that morning game, Matt. And we do have a pretty good one here with the New York Giants in the AFC East at the Dallas Cowboys. Two seven-win teams here. Uh, 14 total wins here between these two teams and some serious seeding for the playoffs between the Jets or the Giants and the Cowboys. The Cowboys, though, favored by nine points at home against the seven and three Giants. And to be honest, Matt, uh, I can see why with the way these two teams have been trending recently, especially in the last week. Yeah, I think this is a blowout and is a perfect game that I can go to dinner a little bit early because the last quarter might not matter. <laughs> I think Dallas is just getting warmed up and are playing tremendous. I feel like the Giants, with a vast lack of receivers right now, have to run the ball and dominate this game on the ground. I don't think they'll do that on the road on a short week in Dallas against a good defense. Then how do you get Parsons blocked and, and company? I think the offense is really starting to click for Dallas. I was raving about Dak yesterday. I think he's really hitting his stride. It's a big number, but that's a tough chore for the Giants to turn around on such a short week and go to Dallas on Thanksgiving. That is a tough one for the Giants, especially with the way that team is trending. And yeah. it's all about Saquon Barkley. Can the Cowboys stop the run? Because if you can stop the run with the Giants and get them in third and long situations with your pass rush, I mean, that's just going to spell – the doom for Daniel Jones and the New York Giants. And then can the Giants defense do enough to slow down the Cowboys offense? I do this do think this game could be a little bit lower scoring because Brian Dable is a smart head coach. I think they will try to slow things down and they will absolutely attempt to run the ball, get the ball sure. in Saquon Barkley, Saquon Barkley's hands any way possible. Could that lead to a lower score and keeping it closer than nine points? I'm going to take the points with the Giants straight up. You got to give me the Cowboys. They're a reason they're they're favored by this much in this game but i'm going to take the points with the giants to keep this one at least somewhat close and maybe it's a little bit of a low scoring affair in the end okay i, I don't see it that way i think dallas runs all over them and, and and not not necessarily in the run game just steamrolls them yeah i'm going a little bit out on a limb there but that's okay, okay. I won't, I won't yeah yeah it's a nice 
Nice and, point, sir. In the evening game here with uh, f- uh, a 5 p.m. start time on the West Coast, uh, I will have a full belly, hopefully by that time, and a beverage in my hand and and have a good old time watching the New England Patriots at 6-4 and four, who are putting together a pretty darn good season. Can the Minnesota Vikings bounce back from just getting clobbered by the Cowboys last week, 40-3? to three? Vikings favored by two and a half points at home here at eight and two. I don't have a strong feeling about this. I mean, I think Minnesota's better than they looked last week. And you go to the dome, cousins in a dome is always a good thing. Cousins in primetime isn't, whatever. Um, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sitting here looking at the, the EPA chart and the Patriots defense is far and away number one in the league, like noticeably ahead of Denver and Dallas and your Niners and those guys. And I do think their D is very real and Belichick will have that defense humming. So I'm expecting a low scoring game. So I'll take the points. The way that Bill Belichick does a, I mean, just throughout his career has done such a good job at taking away what your best thing is. Mm-hmm. And the Minnesota Vikings have such a clear best thing in Justin Jefferson. If you think about the game this way. Okay. Justin Jefferson gets mostly taken out of the game. He doesn't have to get completely taken out of it. Limit him limited in some way. Yeah. What's the path for the Vikings to win this game with, with how bad their offensive line uh, has been playing, especially played last week. Um, Maybe a little bit of a paper tiger with the, with the Minnesota Vikings. I I don't want to put too much of that on them. They are at home here and they have played pretty darn good football this year to be eight and two. Um, this is a really tough one Yeah, for me when you put it like that. Cause just initially I want to say, ah, the Vikings are, you know, they can win this game by a field goal at home against the Patriots. Patriots, you know, did a good job against a you know really bad quarterback last week, but are they going to do that again to the Minnesota Vikings with, with what they have on offense? Um, I tend to think not still. So Vikings by a field goal, but that only gives me a very small bit of wiggle room here in this one. But I'm going to take the home Vikings, even though it's Kirk in prime time. Uh, give me the Minnesota Vikings reluctantly in this one. Yeah, this is a tough one. It's a good line. It's a very tough one. Looking at the rest of the week 12 schedule, a ton of games to get to. I think clearly the game of the week on Sunday as we continue our six pack. Uh, that'll uh-huh. be the sound of Matt Williamson on uh, on Thursday uh, evening, probably. Uh, although you're more of a you're more of a. It seems like a-, a lot of red wine and Thanksgiving, and okay. then, uh, but I'm a bourbon or Irish whiskey guy at heart. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah. okay. Got that from my dad. So me and the old man might have, have a little bourbon at the, <laughs> after dinner. Get the get the feeling. Vrabel's more of a beer guy. I don't know. I just. Get oh, that I would think feeling. so. Yeah. Uh, the 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 Cincinnati Bengals at six and four are on the road at the Tennessee Titans. Sunday Bengals, the road team favored by one and a half points here. I, I'm heavily leaning toward taking those points with the home dog Titans. Love the way mm. that the Titans have been playing football recently, really getting a lot better on offense uh, the past month or so. Can you talk me out of that, Matt? I have so much respect for Vrabel and how he prepares his team and all the little things. And there's so much Belichick in him. It's so obvious but boy, I have a lot of respect for the Bengals right now. I mean, I studied them to no end last week. They're like one of the only teams that's near the top of the league in offense and defense. Burrow, I'm not sure why people aren't talking about him more, but really since the first two weeks of the year when he was coming off that appendectomy, has been borderline the best quarterback in the league, not named Mahomes. I mean, he's playing remarkably well. We might get Jamar Chase for this one, so I'm going to take the Bengals and lay the points. 
Oh, I did not realize Jamar Chase was it's already still you know, in the mix. And and we're we're recording this a little bit earlier in the week to have right. those reports fully. Um, that would be extremely helpful uh, against those Titans corners if you get Jamar Chase back with the way the, the Bengals have been playing. I'm going to stick to it, though. You didn't talk me out of it. I'm taking okay. the, the, the very few points here with the Tennessee Titans at home to keep this one close and uh, and beat the beat the Cincinnati Bengals by maybe a last second field goal. I'm, I'm thinking it's like a one point game. That's the way I envision this one going down. Derrick Henry doing a number on that Bengals defense. Yeah, I could absolutely see that. Traylon Brooks, by the way, I, I love seeing that, that, you yep. know, seeing him make plays down the field. Uh, that's really important for opening up that Titans offense. Yeah. I mean, if he's available in your fantasy league, I would put in for him. I mean, I think he's got a chance to be, you know, a, a, a contributor during that last two months or so. Might have time to dip into uh, a few extra mailbag questions here, too, on this mm, okay. edition of Peacock and Williamson. Matt, a ton of good questions from all the listeners. Always apologize to the listeners who give us these great questions every week, and we're not able to get to all of them. Uh, a few more games, though, here in our six-pack of Week 12 contests. How about the 5-6 and six Atlanta Falcons at the 6-5 and five Commanders? The Commanders are currently 8-seed in the AFC going into Week 12. They're one of the few teams with a winning record that would not be in the playoffs right now uh, if the season ended today. And the Atlanta Falcons, I believe, are only a half game out of first place in the NFC South behind the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at five and six. So potential playoff implications in this game kind of shockingly with the with the Falcons and the Commanders. How do you like this one Sunday? Here's another one that where it's a little early speaking of Chase returning. I think Chase Young could be active for this game. If not, that's soon. But I do think the commander's defense has really turned the corner and is really improving at a rapid rate. Uh, Jamin Davis at front four, you know, the guys that they invested in are paying off. I think they'll stop the Falcons run game. That's the whole key here. It doesn't seem like much because he hasn't put up any numbers, but Kyle Pitts is done and every team doubled him like to no end. I mean, I, I just think it's easier now to play the Falcons without him being there, even though he didn't put up numbers. I'm going to lay the points. I want to take the points just because how ugly every Falcons game is. Yes. And they all seem to end within <laughs> you know four points of each other. But I do like the way the commanders are playing a lot better too. So, so that one makes it more difficult for me. And you mentioned that defense. Yeah, they're starting to play a lot more like the defense mm -hmm. we thought the commanders were going to showcase last year. And they haven't got Chase Young back. So if Chase Young's back in this game. That really bodes well for the commander's defense going forward. But um, I am going to take the points reluctantly in this one. Just, you know, ugly game, stays close. One team wins by a field goal, which means you win the bet if you're getting four points here in the Atlanta Falcons. But straight up, you got to give me the uh, the Washington Commanders in this one at home. And Cordero Patterson will probably have a long kickoff or two or, you know. There you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the difference in this one. And a prime timer. The Green Bay Packers at the 9-1 and one Philadelphia Eagles. Philly favored by a touchdown on a Sunday night football, man. I'm, I'm not having any reservations about the Eagles. They've stumbled a little by their standards. Their run defense isn't wonderful. I assume the Packers want to hand this ball off over and over and over, keep it close. But I don't like where the Packers' defense is at, especially when you look at how talented they are. That's a hostile, hostile environment in Philly in prime time. I'm going to lay the points, but I feel like I'm doing that too much on the show. 
you know, and it just doesn't work yeah. out that way, you know? Yeah, it, it doesn't. It, it doesn't. And I've done a really good job of, of taking points this year. This is a chaotic year in the NFL, uh, but I'm going to go away from that. What's, what's done so well for me in my picks in the first 10, 11 weeks. And uh, yeah, and I'm going to take the Eagles here too. Just okay. giving up on the Packers, which means this is when they'll start to look a lot better. You know, I kind of still believed, but there's just, they're, 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 it's not going to be, it's not going to happen this year. That, that's mm-hmm. the way I feel about the Packers. I like seeing a few touchdowns here for their uh, rookie wide receiver and Christian Watson recently, but it's kind of too little too late there for that Packers offense. Don't like the body language from Aaron Rodgers. The defense has been a huge letdown for the Packers. They should have been one of the, if not the league's best defense, and they just haven't been there. Uh, On the other hand, the Eagles are plugging any holes they have, and they're aggressive and signing Sue now, which helps so much um, in that interior, Linval Joseph. and uh, Those guys played a lot last week. Yeah, yeah, and so many weapons on offense. Really love where the Eagles are at here at home Give me the Philadelphia Eagles by at least a touchdown this week. Okay, I'm with you. I just think they're a noticeably better team that's a little wounded right now, but I think they bounce back with teeth and claws ablazing. That is our Week 12 six-pack of picks. Next, a few more questions about the NFL, like could the 49ers actually bring back Jimmy Garoppolo next year and some other mailbag overflow questions next. If you've thought about securing your home with home security, but maybe you've been putting it off, you'll want to listen up right now. Peacock and Williamson listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. Yeah, you heard that right. Half off, 50% off their biggest offer of the year, and you do not want to miss it. Did you know that over the holidays, property crimes like burglaries and especially package theft spike nationally? That's why our friends at Simply Safe are offering this massive discount, 50% off their award-winning security system, so more families can feel safe this season. We're talking about crystal clear HD live stream of your video and security cameras of your home. Whether you're on the inside, want to know what's going on on the outside, whether maybe you're not home for the holidays, you can really monitor what's going on at your home. A wide variety of high-tech sensors for any window or door in your home. And of course, the 24-7 monitoring agents on hand at Simply Safe Tech Support to professionally rely on that have your back all the time, 24-7. Don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system we recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL. This is their biggest discount of the year, so do not wait. That's simplysafe.com slash Locked on NFL, there's no safe like Simply Safe. So, numerous questions flooded the mailbag a lot about quarterbacks this week. And we have talked about whether or not we think Zach Wilson should or should not be benched in week 12 and potentially beyond. The, the next most popular question we got, Matt, was with the way Jimmy Garoppolo is playing. And the 49ers kind of lucking into him being back now and being their quarterback this year. Is it possible that they could do it again and bring back Jimmy Garoppolo if they make another run this year like they did last year and like they did in 2019? And it is a fascinating question. And it Matt, is. I want your outside perspective first. I think it's a no, just because it's not like last year where he was already under contract. He becomes a free agent after the year. I'm, I'm right about that, correct? Yes, and they are not allowed to franchise tag him either. So right. he is 100% going on the free agent market after this season. I just think that 
the Jets, who we just talked about with Zach Wilson. Like, that's a better situation. There's teams out there that will pay him. And maybe it's the Colts or the Jets, or I could come up with five or six teams. He's not going to sit around and not have a market. I, I can't believe that's the case. No chance. Of course, if you win the Super Bowl and you have the league's best offense going forward, it would be hard to say, let's not give it another shot. You have too much invested in Lance, though, and I am very intrigued to see six guys that can carry the ball and what that will look like. It'll look a lot different, but it could be equally as dangerous. I give it a very, very, very slim chance. Uh, I also say no. I say easy 100% no on this one, both for – both because of Jimmy and where the 49ers are at, obviously Trey Lance is there. And if, uh, if you have a healthy Trey Lance, you, you don't want to put Jimmy in front of him. And then you just have a straight up backup quarterback. And they spent so much to get Trey Lance. The argument I will buy for it would be that a team comes calling for Trey Lance. Niners are low on draft picks mm. now because of the Lance trade sure, because sure. of the Christian McCaffrey trade. If, Garoppolo plays so good. The 49ers hoist the Lombardi and win a Super Bowl. And there's so mm-hmm. much good feels there. And they think they've turned a corner with what they are as an offense with Jimmy Garoppolo and can make the money work. And teams are offering picks. Could that be the best path for the 49ers? Maybe. I will buy the argument. I just don't think it's going to be reality for the 49ers. So right. I think that kind of talk is. And, and look, I, I'll, I'll put it this way. You think about Garoppolo, what his market could be. You remember all the teams that were like, oh, maybe this would be the fit for Jimmy G. And apparently we know now that basically the Wentz trade was going to be for Jimmy Garoppolo instead. Right. But then right. Garoppolo had the shoulder surgery, so they went with Wentz, and it, it would have been the exact same deal. Don't you think the Commanders would be a lot better off with Jimmy Garoppolo right now? Don't you think the Jets would be a lot better off with mm-hmm. Jimmy Garoppolo right now? Maybe the New York Giants, uh, the Indianapolis Colts, um, maybe the Pittsburgh Steelers. Would would Garoppolo have been a better fit than um, than Mitch and Trubisky? Where they're at right this minute, yeah, yeah. Even though, even though you know they went a different way with the young quarterback, so you would want to go that direction probably anyway. If you're Carolina like, Panthers. Yeah, the Panthers, yeah, right, right. Yeah. Uh, how many teams would be better off? They're probably kicking themselves, and so I think that's really going to work in Jimmy Garoppolo's favor on the open market. And the 49ers have a lot of guys to pay, and part of having a rookie quarterback contract is that you're you can pay Christian McCaffrey 12 million a year, and you can pay George Kittle 15 million a year, and you can pay uh, Nick Bosa whatever crazy contract he's going to set the record for non quarterbacks coming up this offseason. You know, uh, you got to pay Debo, you got to pay a lot of guys. And I don't know if you can fit another quarterback contract into that. And mm-hmm. that's part of why, you know, you're trying to raise that ceiling of your offense with a, with a big armed athletic quarterback who's on a rookie contract for at least a couple more years. Although, they're starting to eat up more and more of that that rookie contract uh, with uh, it'll be in year three already next year. But I'd say it's, it's slim to none chance that Garoppolo yeah. would be brought back like that. And it was it was very lucky and strange and not even the plan to have him back this year. I mean, it's wild that Jimmy Garoppolo right now is in the situation he is with the 49ers playing like they are because they tried to move on. They wanted to move on. Oh, absolutely. Very strange situation. And then the Lance injury opens the door and they're fortunate mm-hmm. he's still around. And they didn't move on. I don't know this, but we've seen a lot of big quarterback movement in the offseason, the last couple offseasons, the Russell Wilson trade, things of that nature, even Matt Ryan and Wentz and things like that. It seems like this year, and again, very subject to change, there's going to be less. I mean, there, there seems like there's less unhappy dudes, even like Dak and Rodgers when they were talking with their teams and they apparently wanted out. That didn't happen. Kyler signed a new deal. So I think that works to Jimmy's favor, too. If I am the Colts and I want to run it back and have a veteran quarterback, I think there's less options than there have been in other years. 
There's a question in here in the mailbag, and I do not know the answer. And Matt, I don't know if you know the answer. When a head coach is fired, do interim coaches get adjusted salaries or do they ride the season out with their original co- coordinator's pay? I don't know the answer, even though I lived through that. I was in the building when Butch Davis got let go and we hired, um, uh, I should remember his name, Rubisky uh, as a uh, interim hmm. guy. He was a really good dude. And his son is now on the coaching staff for Ohio State. Um, I don't think anything changes, but I do think some owners could be, I'll give you a bonus or whatever. Yeah, I think but it depends on the I don't team, know. Uh, but I've never heard of any you know official bump in pay. Could mm-hmm. be wrong. Let us know at BD Peacock, at Williamson NFL, or in the YouTube comments if you know the answer to that one. Um, and I, I think most coaches are probably just, you know, it's – they're, they're happy to, to get that chance to be an interim coach and maybe helps them out in yeah. their career. Um, but that is, you get let go in week 12 or whatever, you know, the chances that interim guy sticks around are very slim anyways. Like, mm-hmm. why am I giving him more money? You know, I just gave him a, an opportunity. I'm looking at more money. Yeah. And they're paying so much to the old coach. Cause they get to keep all their money too. <laughs> oh, it's the best. <laughs> it's you ever. Right, right. Um, real quick here. Cody says, is the, is the NFL a season or two away from, Oh wait, no, hold on. Uh, oh, here it is. CC Ryder. He says, I love the show so much. Appreciate that, CC. What do you consider the number of games needed to properly evaluate a young quarterback? How about two full seasons? Okay. So, Give or basically, take, you, know? you know, 32 ish, 30 plus games, basically. 30-ish, yeah. 25 to 35. Okay. I, I like think that. is a good start. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you can't know after one season. That's not enough. No. And even halfway through your second season, a lot of times is not enough. You know, it's kind of the start of year three is like, okay, mm-hmm. got to see it. Got to see it. Yeah, and I then mean, you have a problem if you're into year three and you don't see it. We have that AFC East conversation. Everyone hates Mac and Zach. No one liked Tua and Allen when they were at the same age. You know yep. I mean? Give them a little time. Yep. Yeah. Year three. That's when you will really start to know, in my opinion. And it's not it's the same with a lot of positions too. wide receiver. Uh, yeah. Uh, some other positions show up a little bit early, but especially quarterbacks got to get into that third year. Then you will know. All right. Thanks, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen. We will be back Friday breaking down everything in the rest of our week 12 picks right here.